You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, dandy and definitely daring data darlings. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 40, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your magnificent minutia mining minds and mouths. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. I'm Chris. So there are some things that I want to talk about in our last episode, which is about smells, that I really quickly want to share with you before uh, today's show. Mm. And so I found out that the military have been developing and trying to research on using smells as a weapon. Mm. And we talked about in our in our torture episode, Chris, you mentioned about pumping in loud music as mm-hmm. some sort of torture or, or punishment. Right. And guess what? The military has been using smells or developing ways <laughs> to maybe use that as a weapon. The death odor. Stink bombs. Basically, stink bombs on a military scale. They're actually called malodorants like mal and odorants have actually been used as far back as world war ii hmm. and american scientists developed a, a stink weapon and they're trying to use it against nazi soldiers and uh-huh. the idea is that they can just spray them with the really bad uh, poopy smell in recent years the american military have been looking at ways to detect enemies by smell mm. so they've they've hired a lot of scientists in this field trying to maybe find out a way to detect like submarines underwater hmm. and so yeah very weird stinky postscript <laughs> stinky <laughs> postscript so today's episode is number 40 and you guys know what that means all quiz all quiz Yay. All quiz bonanza number eight. Wow, we're up to eight. And so we've each prepared a, a quiz segment and trying to quiz each other. And you yeah. guys, the listeners, hopefully you'll enjoy that. But of course, we're going to start with our general trivia segment, which is Pop Quiz Hotshot. Here I have a random trivial pursuit card from the box. And here we go. Blue Wedge Geography. What Scottish castle is the British royal family's longtime summer retreat? Wow. Hogwarts. <laughs> I wish. Uh, is it Edinburgh Castle? It is Balmoral. Oh, oh that's right. Balmoral. Yep. Mm, okay. Pink Wedge for pop culture. What game show did Joe Rogan host? Chris Culler. Fear Factor. Correct. Yeah. Actually, I changed it. It was what gross out game show? And I was like, ah, that's <laughs> too easy. Yellow Wedge. What name was given to the political economic reforms made in the 1980s by Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev? That was uh, Perestroika? Yes. Mm-hmm. Perestroika. Which meant, well, I think it, does it say on that what it meant? Nope. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Make something up. Yeah. 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 No. Sounds like that, the, the question ends there. Purple Wedge. In what field of design would you encounter kerning, tracking, and justify? Oh, Colin no. Felton. Typography or font design. <laughs> Correct. Green wedge for science. Wow, this card is like made for us. What home video game console introduced in 2006 has wireless motion sensitive controllers <laughs> that differentiate it from other gaming systems? All together? Wee! 
I admire your restraint in not just buzzing in at 2006. Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, the PlayStation 3, also released in 2006, also has wireless motion sensing controllers. Ooh. So, fail Trivia Pursuit. Actually. Should write them a letter. Yeah. Uh, last question, Orange Wedge. Which deck is higher on a ship? The quarter deck or the poop deck? Mm. Poop deck. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually know that. I Always been on poop. <laughs> <laughs> Always been on brown. <laughs> Good job, everybody. And who wants to go first? All quiz bonanza number eight. I will go first. I'll oh, go first. Really? Because yeah. I some of these oh, words. Really? really? Oh, oh, you think so? To the Dana's first quiz that goes first. <laughs> some of these things relate to the stuff we were just. talking Oh, about. one of my things relates to the stuff we were talking about. Oh. But anyway, you, you, so yeah, so go yeah. ahead and then I'll okay. Yeah. yeah. So my quiz is inspired by, lifted partially from a BuzzFeed article, an excellent BuzzFeed article I recommend, <laughs> called 27 Everyday Things You Never Knew Had Names by Dave Stopera. Think about things. And I can walk in the park. Things. And I can kiss in the dark. Things. And I can sail both rides. Yeah, yeah. What about the night we cry? Woo! Things. Like a lover's ball. Things. So I'm going to tell you the name or a word uh-huh. and you tell me what you think it means. And uh, most of these you can kind of figure out, but it's weird that there's I a word these. for that. I love okay. These. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready? Natty form. Karen. The shape I of... actually know this, uh-huh. but you're right. It's in the shape of a nut, <laughs> of a butt, of a butt. Uh, Rhymes with nut. Natiform. Natiform. <laughs> butt yeah. shaped. Butt shaped. Ah, butt it shaped. is. It is. It's in the dictionary. I looked it up. <laughs> I was like, why did no one tell me of this word before? So peaches <laughs> looks like a yeah. butt. Brain. Brain kind of looks like a butt, like a weird butt. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Natiform. It sounds like um. Like trim spa or some sort of it does. diet. Pill. It does, yeah, Natiform. some diet supplement. Nope, means butt. Darkle. 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 Yeah. Darkle. Darkle. So yeah, whatever you're thinking, say because you might be right. in Balderdash. I'm gonna guess um, it's the dark yeah. the dark the dark end of a banana. Is this, <laughs> does it mean to make something darker? Yes. Darkle it. It's the opposite of sparkle. Darkle. <laughs> like, darkle. I know. I Make so it darkle. <laughs> darkle. darkle. To become dark, like at nighttime, it's, oh, beca- it's darkle. Yeah. Huh. Why can't you just say darken? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> darkle. Because darkle. That's why. I want there to be an darkle. opposite to sparkle. Mm-hmm. What about rhinorrhea? Rhinorrhea. I think this one you can maybe dissect and rhino. figure out. Well, rhino Something is like, nose. Yeah, rhinorrhea. Mm-hmm. Stuffy nose. No, no. Know. Well, like diarrhea. Uh, runny oh. nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good team yeah. effort on that oh. one. Wow. Overmorrow. Overmorrow. Is it yeah. the day after tomorrow? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Wait, officially? That is the yeah. day. That I is like very old timey. It is. So these ones are a little harder to get. You kind of just need to know, but they're awesome words. Zarf. I actually, God, I've heard this word before. I actually know this because I had a burning curiosity what it was called, and I found out it's called Zarf. I know this as, and I've always (laughs) called this a Java jacket. Yes, ah, it's that corrugated cardboard ring that you put around a coffee cup. I really thought it was Java Jacket. I think that's a trademark term, isn't it? I think that there's a company, and it's like Java Jacket TM kind of thing. Surf is such a 90s word. Surf, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's like uh, from Thundercats. Snarf. 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 Oh, snarf. Okay. snarf and Zarf. Two more. Nurdle. 
nerdle. Nerdle. N u r d l e. It's when the day gets nerdier. <laughs> cousin, close cousin of Sparkle and Darkle. You know what, <laughs> Nurkle. I could write a story about how that's true. Yeah. Like for the it's what the definition is. Right, right, right. It's actually a tiny dab of toothpaste. A nurdle. A nurdle of toothpaste. Yeah. So you put precisely the amount of toothpaste you need oh, on your right. teeth. Oh, right. Some like of these to me here. sound like Sniglets. You guys remember Sniglets from the 80s? Yeah, yeah, they just sort of ad hoc made up words to be funny. Right. Yeah. What about Grawlix? Do you know what a Grawlix is? Is that with I-X? How is that spelled? G-R-A-W-L-I-X. Grawlix. Sounds like some sort of farm implement or something. And I'll tell you synonyms for it. Oh. Jarns. Niddles, quimp. <laughs> <laughs> quimp. I like quimp better. I give up on all of those. Uh, okay, when it's an EX, it's usually like body related. IX. IX. Is it body related? No. No, it's like the ampersand percentage sign, at sign in comics, like when they're feeling frustrated. It's uh, to show. Swear words. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. the quimp. The quimp. Huh. So they're growling, maybe. The growlics. Alright, that's the words. Darkle and sparkle. Mm. Those are like the names of two ponies. Yeah. Sparkle yeah. and darkle. Or a really yeah. bad cop show. Darkle and sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. All right, that's it. Very good! Well, hey, so speaking of the Wii, coincidentally, uh, <laughs> Nintendo released the Wii U, its new video game console, on mm-hmm. November 18th. And Video game consoles don't really come out that often because it's a really complicated business. Without right. going into too much detail, you, you've you not only got to produce the hardware, but you've also got to have this very robust business producing software, like exclusive software for your machine. So you've got to do them both together. And typically the way that the industry has been run is, you know, the company basically just gives away the hardware or sells it at cost or even way below cost and then makes that money up on, right. the, on the software. A loss later. Um, um, and so you typically, you just don't see a lot of companies making video game consoles because even though it's a big business and a really lucrative one, it can be very, very difficult. You need a lot of capital to get off the ground. And even if you have all the money in the world, like you can't necessarily make that ecosystem something that's profitable loops back on itself. But the thing is, nearly every major toy company, electronics company, at some point, if you're yeah. a big multinational corporation that's in either electronics or games or toys, you've tried it. Right. You've mm-hmm. tried it because you want some of that fat video game loot. And so I'm Are gonna we going to have a video game failed, console failed quiz? Systems. Yes, exactly. Oh. Failed video game console. So I'm going to give you the company. Nice. And you're going to tell me the the name of the oh, failed video game right. console they produced. All right. Might be a little bit difficult, but in either way, it's going to be it's going to be educating. All right. Yes. All right. It's going to start easy. It's going to get harder. All right. Mm. Um, oh, man. <laughs> so Mattel. What? This is going to be a tough quiz. This is going to be a tough uh, Yeah, I was like, I this can't think of any Belgium, not These Belgium people are all in the video game industry. Oh, <laughs> Mattel. Mattel. Was it... Colin. Uh, was it something with Barbie? No. Uh, hmm. No. In fact, people who are making this console always complained that they could never get Mattel corporate to let them make a Barbie game. <laughs> they made He-Man games on this system, uh, and they used other Mattel properties, but they were never allowed to touch Barbie. It was the Intellivision. No! Oh, it oh, seems like the right time don't frame. Don't censor yourself. Oh, I, 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 wouldn't, I didn't think about that one as a failed system. I, re- I thought that was like... Well, you know, again, they, they made the one system, they, they gave it a shot, but then it all collapsed, and they were never able to stay okay. in that business. All right, yeah, let's not um, Yeah, okay. 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 Panasonic. 
Was that the 3DO? That was the 3DO. Okay. So the 3DO was actually, it was a company called 3DO, and they licensed, their their big idea was, they would make the software and they would license out the rights, like the schematics essentially, to make the hardware platform to big manufacturers. Uh, didn't work because the big manufacturers had to sell it at a at a big price. So the 3DO cost like $600, $700, versus back in the, like, day. the PlayStation, which cost Right, right. I remember right. it being a really pricey system. It was super I didn't realize why. Because Panasonic didn't sell you any software. They didn't have that extra little model to make the money off of. So they, they had to make the money and then the retailer took its uh, cut and they priced yeah. it like a, like a, like an expensive component. Interesting. But yeah, 3DO. It was like they were like white labeling it. Yeah, Gold Star <laughs> was the other company that manufactured a 3DO. Hmm. Philips. Oh. Karen. CDI. Yes. Yeah. Philips yeah. made yeah. CDI or CD Interactive. CDI was a format, you know, that was competing with the CD-ROM in the early days. Like, you know, the trade magazines were like, oh, now there's CDI and CD-ROM. Which one of them will win? As it right, turns out, right. CD-ROM. One for a bit. The, yeah. <laughs> Magnavox. Mm. This is actually the first video game system. Oh. What was the name of the first home video game yeah, system? We talked about this. I know. Yeah. Something space. Oh. Space runner. Space lander. There. Moon. Moon attack. Moon land. Well, the name of the uh, the name of the, the home system. system. Uh, yeah. It's the Magnavox Odyssey. Odyssey. The first ever video game system. Yes. Wait, Space Odyssey or just Odyssey? <laughs> no, just just Odyssey. <laughs> well, you were taking us down a dark road. Well, no, Colin was Colin was Colin was getting there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh, association, you would have got eventually. <laughs> um, that was actually the first video game console, but just not a success. Huh, um, okay. It was just sort of over-engineered, very expensive, and then basically a few years later, Atari came out with Home Pong, which was cheap, just did one thing, and it was very mainstream. <laughs> got it. Nokia. Colin. The N-Gage. The yes! N-Gage. Oh, the taco. Nokia's the taco phone. Very ill-fated attempt to build an early, you know, circa mid part of the 2000s to build a gamer-centric phone, which had all kinds of problems. The first version, you actually had to open up the battery cover and remove the battery out of your N-Gage to swap out the game, the game <laughs> cartridge. That's uh, just good yeah. design. <laughs> oh, horrible. Um, Pioneer. Oh. Pioneer. It was wood. Panels. I remember the it played was games it, on was boxes. It, uh, I remember the game. Was boxes. it on their Laserdisc platform? It was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you remember the the name of this? I don't, but I remember. So uh, it was called the Laser Active. Yes. Ah, okay. And it actually it was the only. Well, it was there? There was another very obscure one, but it was the major system that actually played games that were stored on laser discs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And these, you know, these games very early on would would have full screen video, basically. Right. But of course, the types of games you could play with these things were were not exactly. Uh, Great. Yeah, we had them at sucked. school. I remember it was, that. Really? There, were, there was an huh. educational game we played. It was like a mystery thing. Oh, I yeah. That. yeah. It was kind of well-suited. I mean, if I remember, it was well-suited to games like Dragon's Lair, right? Where they were totally. really c- cinematic, but simple choices. I mean, Dragon's Lair was just a Laserdisc video player, and then by picking up, down, left, right, or hitting a button, Takes just, you to the next it scene. just took you to the next right. video scene. Right. Exactly, right. 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 Milton Bradley. Oh, oh this was an Bradley. this was an early game system that had its own screen. Mm. 
Mm. It had a very different type of graphics than typical video game systems. Oh, was it the vector graphics <laughs> setup? Oh, what was yes. that called? Oh, God. It was called the Vectrex. Vectrex. Yes. Oh, you were I so remember close. that. Yep. I remember that system. It was invented by, by Milton Bradley. Well, it was invented by a company called General Computer, which was later bought by Milton Bradley. Got it. Yep. Okay. Yep. What year was that? And, and that was um, the one it was, that... It was early 80s. And that one had like its fake little, like a mini arcade cabinet, right? Yeah, so it looked like an arcade cabinet. It actually had a vector graphics monitor, the kind of graphics you have on asteroids, mm-hmm. built in. And so it was it was self-contained. You just plugged it in and got to play it. Vector graphics, if you look at asteroids, they were very finely detailed yeah. in a way that typical raster scan video game graphics, you couldn't make pixels that small yet, but they were black and white. It's so funny because, of course, you have your super high-tech companies like Philips or Pioneer, and then you have your game companies all trying to come up with a game system, mm-hmm. all kind of mm-hmm. intersect at this this weird crossroads. Yeah, yeah. If it's and a, failing. If it's a major electronics company, they probably tried at some point and failed hard. Uh, <laughs> Apple. Not the iPod Touch, but... Uh, that was the Pippin. It was, yes. The mm-hmm. Apple Pippin. It was basically sort of like a Macintosh computer that was sort of, you know, made into a game system. And uh, it was actually marketed in Japan, mostly. Mm. Yeah. And that was also CD-based, right? Or it was, disc-based? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, CD-ROM-based. Pippin like the Apple. Yeah, Apple exactly. yeah. Yeah. Get it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Call it uh, Fuji. They didn't call it Granny Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we're getting harder Pink now. lady. Last two. Oh, we're getting harder now? (laughs) Yes, we are. We actually are. RCA. Oh... <laughs> this is way tough. Well, the only no, I mean, I'm on. just I'm just trying to think of systems you haven't named yet. Yeah, uh, the RCA, <laughs> the old record company, did uh, the RCA Studio Two. Huh. It was a video game system, and it was a huge failure. The only controls were uh, number pads, like a, <laughs> like one through zero number pads built Wait, into the. Console. I'm already bored with it. So you had to play Pong by pressing uh, like keys uh, on a calculator. What year was this? Terrible. Was like 70s? Or no, the, the, 80s? yeah, this was uh, late 70s, early 80s. Wow. Yeah, it was it was around the time of the Atari 2600 okay. was just yeah just steamroll it to them the debate about joysticks and like having buttons just for movement was still an open question <laughs> yeah, had it, yeah had exactly it, like, hadn't decided. been decided yet they were yeah. like I like numbers numbers everything are was everything was yeah. still up in the air this was when a yeah. Pong system had just knobs on the console itself it didn't have joysticks right uh, and finally again educational uh, Memorex oh my gosh Memorex yeah. like the tape, yeah, like the, the tape, tape. <laughs> the tape and yeah. the memory. Yeah, oh, yep. man, I don't know. So it was yeah. called the Memorex Video Information System, and it was <laughs> it was actually themed around edutainment games. Mm. Um, but again, huge. Any huge big games failure. that came out. No, no, that was <laughs> that was one, that was one. one of them where not it was just like one. the whole. I mean, typically a game console like there'll be like one game at least, you know, even on a failed failed right, console. Just the proof that of good, yeah. <laughs> the, the, some of these, the Memorex Video Information System, no, that doesn't not even a, not sound a thing. like games. At it was it was it, it was things like, like a the, the mystery tool. Sherlock yeah. Holmes, whatever game that you played when you were in school on Laser Active. It was stuff of that nature. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Wow, that was. Hard. That was hard. <laughs> that was hard. And we're children of the 80s. Yeah, and right. our gamers. Well, hey, you know, I had the mainstream one. Always yeah. easy. My parents <laughs> bet on the correct like, yeah. console. Yeah, so many billions of dollars poured into these boondoggles. <laughs> and now they are, they're not even trivia questions because they're too hard too to be trivia right. questions. <laughs> they're sub trivial level. I like how they were getting harder and it was just like equal level of like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, right. I have no idea.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. Well, uh, let's try and spin the dial around on the ease level here. <laughs> I have one that I feel confident you guys can blow right through here. Yeah, so we're right. going to do this Break one. Break us down <laughs> and throw us back up. You back up. It's called, What Letter Am I Saying? <laughs> <laughs> what color is an orange? <laughs> um, this quiz is called, As Seen on TV. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And so you will be quite rewarded if you know your 80s and 90s uh, sitcoms and TV shows. Wow, okay. Oh, that's going to be on infomercials. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> so the theme of this quiz is many, many, many sitcoms, mostly sitcoms, but other shows too, have a central hangout or a bar or a oh. restaurant where the characters gather. Sometimes the bar or restaurant may be part of the theme of the show. Like I some like of the characters it. run it. All right, All right. So I'm going to name the venue... Uh, the, the food venue, and you tell me what TV show from the 80s or 90s it is okay. featured in. Right. And I expect this will be sort of lightning round, so get your buzzers right. ready. So, for example, if I were to say Moe's Tavern, you would say The Simpsons. Okay. All right, here we go. Central Perk. <laughs> friends, friends, it friends. It is the coffee shop on Friends. Monk's Diner. Chris. Seinfeld. It is the oh, coffee shop yeah. on Seinfeld. Uh, for bonus points, do you know what real-life diner oh. they use for the exterior shots in New York? Is it called, like, the Brownstone something, something? It is called Tom's Diner. Oh, Tom's Diner. And for extra, extra, extra oh trivia bonus points, that is the Tom's Diner in the Suzanne Vega song. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so those are just Wait, extra bonus <laughs> points. Wait, you asked, like, who Are those extra song? bonus oh, points no, or I was just awarding to yourself? Just for the ether. To just the ether. for Colin. It's uh, also I build Colin up time. I... I got really torn down in that video game quiz. <laughs> okay. All right, go. here we go. Now, uh, back to the quiz. All right. The Peach Pit. Karen. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and it later morphed into... Do you know the name that they changed it into? No, I didn't even know they changed it. Well, so they opened up the, the nightclub. They turned it into Peach Pit After Dark for the oh, nightclub God. next door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sounds, sounds super cool. Yeah. Edna's Edibles. Oh... Dana. Is this Facts of Life? It is Facts of Life. Yeah. Yes, Edna's Edibles was Mrs. Garrett's uh, bake yeah. shop. Edna Garrett. Yes. <laughs> the Regal Beagle. <laughs> Dana. Is this Cheers? No. No. No, Cheers was Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it... uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Wait. Uh, the Regal I do know Beagle. This. Oh, I know you guys know this. Oh, I'm going to... Mikhail's Navy? No. No, no. It's no. somebody... One of the I've... all-time... Maybe not best, but classic 70s into 80s sitcoms. It is Three's Company. Yes! That was the pub they would all hang out I, at, the Regal Beagle. If you asked me what the bar was from Three's Company, I would have known it was the Regal <laughs> Beagle, but I couldn't back link <laughs> it. All right. Well, here's what I'm confident you'll get, Dana. All right. The Bigger Jigger. Dana. Mama's Family. It is Mama's yeah. Family. 
<laughs> bigger Jim. I love that show. <laughs> the Drunken Clam. Uh, Karen. Uh, that's Family Guy. That yeah. is Family Guy, yes. The Drunken Clam. The Lobo Lounge. Chris. Roseanne. It is Roseanne. Wow. Sometimes wow. just called the Lobo. Yeah. Yes, the Lobo Lounge. The Boar's Nest. Oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. This one was not a straight sitcom, but it definitely had comedic elements. I don't know. Set in the South. Chris? Designing Women. Oh, not a bad guess. No, not Designing Women. Dukes of Hazard. Yes, yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Right, that's where uh, Daisy, Daisy Duke, Duke worked. Works, yep. yep, owned by Boss Hog. That's right. That's right. Oh, that makes sense. Boss Hog. Yep. Works with the board. All right, okay. last one, and this one is a little bit of a trick. Melville's Seafood Restaurant. Little tricky. Is it this? And I'll give you a hint. We we did not typically see the interior of this restaurant, but it was featured on a sign inside the restaurant that we would see. That may have made it less hard. <laughs> Karen? Fraser. No, not Fraser. It was like Seattle. We actually mentioned it earlier. Melville Seafood was the restaurant above Cheers. Uh, oh. So in the back of the set, there's the staircase yeah. that would lead up to Melville's. That and there's tricky. a sign on the wall that says Melville's this Funny. way. Yeah. yeah. Tricky, tricky. Nice quiz. <laughs> Very good. Good job, guys. Dude, yes. I was sitting here with my finger on the buzzer waiting for the Max. <laughs> oh, the Max. <laughs> yeah. For what? Saved, Saved by, by the, the bell. bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Karen, you mentioned Fraser. Uh, just for completeness, that was McGinty's, I believe. Oh. <laughs> good job, guys. Well done. Wow, that was a good, was good. quiz. <laughs> the Regal Beagle, man. Uh, was that Cheers? No, Cheers was Cheers. <laughs> yeah. All right, time for my quiz, and my quiz is called Quite the Character. Hmm. Let's do literature. A round of literature. What Liter- I... literature, bo literature, but oh, literature, me, my, mo miniature. Literature. Wow, we really saw that one through to completion. So what I'm gonna do is I have some classic literature or or iconic popular books. I'm going to read out five characters Mm. from the story from very obscure to very, very iconic. Okay, okay. so so we buzz in as soon as we know? Yes. And and at the end, I'll I'll read out all of the five. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start reading out characters and tell me what uh, literature work these characters were featured in. Mm. Here we go. Number one. Mustard seed. Peter Quince, Lysander, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Correct. Uh, Uh, So Mustard Seed is one of the fairies. Mm. Peter Quince was the drama carpenter troop leader. Uh, Lysander is one of the lovers. Titania, the queen of fairies. Mm -hmm. And of course, most iconic would probably be Puck. Puck, That was good. Very good job. Written by Dan Brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Bill Shakespeare, <laughs> Shakis Parari. Here, here we go. Number two, Atalanta, Castor, Pollux, Medea, and the most iconic is Jason. So, it's just Jason and the Argonauts? Jason Correct. The Argonauts. Jason, I didn't know the yeah. name Argonauts. of the... Jason and the Argonauts. Okay, Atalanta cool. is uh, the only female crew member of the ship. Mm-hmm. And okay. Castor and Pollux. I remember Castor and Pollux. Yeah. Famous yeah. brothers. Uh, Medea is Jason's wife. And, and, of course, Jason. 
Huh. All right, here we go. Number three, Cadmus Pemeral, Electo Caro, Colin Creevy. <laughs> it, just, it just went right Harry over. Potter <laughs> and the Harry Potter what? I know. Please be specific. It is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Incorrect. What? Really? Is it the last one? Yes, it is Harry yeah. Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So I thought incorrect. I thought Colin Creevy was uh, one but year in front of oh the other one. So okay. So Cadmus <laughs> Peveril's one of the brothers. Yeah. Electo Caro's one of the, the pair that was ruling Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Creevy made a lot of appearances throughout the whole story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My next one was Bellatrix Lestrange. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Harry Potter. I'm glad we didn't have to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here is number four. A little bit of a classic. Arthur Shelby. Topsy. Uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yes! Very good. So Arthur Shelby, Topsy, Eliza, Mm. Simon Legree, and then Uncle Tom. Mm. By Harry Beecher Stowe. Stowe. Correct. Topsy is less obscure than than you think it is. Yeah, but it's it's funny because a lot of these multicast kind of stories, you either have the really, really minor or you have the memorable. Mm. So for Mm. Uncle Tom, it was like there was nobody really in the middle. Mm. So obviously Eliza is your main character, but Uncle Tom would be the one that would give it away. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right, right. Well, I think Simon Legree would give it away, but yeah. All right, here we go. Clove, Cato, Caesar Flickerman. Hunger Games. Correct, Hunger Games. I did not. Clove and Cato being the tributes. Uh, Caesar Flickerman is the host. Gail Hawthorne Mm. is one of the male characters. And, of course, Katniss Everdeen, Ah. main character. Actually, I would have been able to get that one. That's the only character I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I've seen the movie trailers. You went Gail and not Peta. Yeah, I thought Peta and Katniss were kind of of the same level. Here we go. Felix Tholomyes. Gavroche. Mm. Oh, I knew it. You know. Less Miserables. Yes. <laughs> Le Miserable. Gavroche. Eponine. Fantine and Jean Valjean. Uh, that's Jean Valjean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm also, pretty sure. Also, I came out of that show way more miserable than I was going in. Oh, oh snap. Heart, heart, heart. So this is actually based on Victor Hugo book, not actually the musical. So the first name, the, the most obscure name I had on my list, Felix Thalamias or Thalamis, is actually the love interest of Fantine. Um, that was never mentioned in the musical, but it is in the book. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Here we go. Let's see how this one goes. All right. Gronthos the Flatulent. Frankie and Benji. God, these sound familiar. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm feeling this on every single one except for the Hungry Games. <laughs> Trillion. Oh. Oh. This is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Correct. Ah, uh, yes. Gronthos the Flatulent, Frankie and Benji were the mice. Oh, right, yeah. right. Trillian, the female character. Uh, and then I have Ford Prefect, of <laughs> course, and then Arthur Dent. Yes. What about Zaffa and Beeprox? Very, very iconic, too. <laughs> too easy, too easy. Yeah. That was a good one. So that there was, we go. Yeah. That was great. Good oh, job, man. everybody. It's funny, funny, as you say, like like the transition from obscure, 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 well-known. Yep. It's the, that middle ground. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Good Job Brain. Today is our All Quiz Bonanza number eight. And who's up now? Whose quiz is it? I'll go. So <laughs> my quiz for you guys should make everyone feel like a winner. I, think. <laughs> uh, I, I am not above being condescended to. I'll just come right out and say it. <laughs> Give you guys some treats. It's called Real Name, Common Name. Ooh. All right. <laughs> So I'll give you the name, the real name of a cartoon character, real quote unquote name of a cartoon character. Based on lore. Sure. And then you give me their more well-known traditional. Okay. Oh, all right. I can't even think of an example off the top of my head. Okay. Well, we'll start with the extremely easy one. (laughs) Scoobert (laughs) Do. Uh, no one wants to buzz. You even have to say it. Let's just not even say it. <laughs> so Scooby Doo's first name. Scoobert. Yes. Scoobert. I get it. That's funny. That is the worst. Scoobert. But it made everyone laugh. So <laughs> Kitty White. <laughs> as, as Karen has so educated us in a previous huh? episode, it is Hello, Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. Edward Bear. Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Oh. No. <laughs> wow, I did not remember that. I read all those books, and I did not remember that at all. Edward, Edward the Bear. Ba- Edward, Edward no, Bear. Edward Bear. In the book. Mm-hmm. In wow. the middle books. Wow. Why is he called Winnie the Pooh? What's his nickname? Because he smells terrible. But that's, oh, I, but that's so removed. Yeah. You know? there, was, there was a reason why, but I... Like Edwin, yeah. Winnie... Oh. I forget. Jeff Albertson. Oh, this one is for Colin. That's a uh, comic book star guy. Yes. On The Simpsons. Oh, yes. okay. That's fine. Wow. Jeff Albertson. Jeff Albertson. Patricia Reichert. Peppermint Patty. Yes. Ah, right. Patricia right. Reichert. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon Shumway. That sounds familiar. <laughs> that's Alf. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Prince Adam. <laughs> Karen. He Man. Oh, that's that's true too. There's oh, another that's one. what I thought you were going for. There's yeah. another one. Oh, yeah. Prince Adam. There's yeah. another Prince Adam in, in Disney. Oh, in Disney. Yeah. Oh. Is he Prince Charming? He's, his nickname is one of the titular characters in this movie. Huh. Prince Adam. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh! Is it uh, uh, the Beast in yes. Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Oh, oh funny. Wow. That's a good one. Everybody's like, He-Man, He-Man. But he yeah, man, yeah, Prince Adam of Attorney, naturally. Duh. Right. <laughs> That's good. Ted Shackelford. Oh, 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 why do I know this? Ted, Ted Shackelford. You might be thinking of Rusty Shackelford. No, no, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Edward. There's no nickname. <laughs> it's He wears something, and that's where he gets his name. It's the Tick? 
No. Oh. Uh, head shackle fur. Shackle. my brain out. What is it? Who wears shackles? You should probably just tell us. So it's from Curious George, the man in the... Uh, oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Miles Prower. <laughs> uh, this is Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Uh, his name is Miles Prower. Wow. Yeah. He's the. He's the. What he's animal? the fox with two tails. Okay. Yeah. Who's the echidna? Knuckles. Knuckles. Yes. His name is just Knuckles. Norval Rogers. Oh man! Again, it's like I've heard this. Yeah. Yes. Norval Rogers. Norville Rogers. I'll give you a hint. Another character from his cartoon was in this quiz earlier. Oh, yes, I do know this. Oh. This, is, this is Shaggy. Yeah. Yes. Norval in Scoobert. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll go out on a possibly easy one. <laughs> Casper McFadden. <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes. And I'd like to add, they actually did not reveal his last name until in the 90s when they made the live-action movie. Mm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a retcon there. Yeah, exactly. Good job, you guys. Wow, that was great. <laughs> that was fun, yeah. Scoobert. Uh. I like how Dew is still part of his official name. Right. Yeah. Last name. Last name. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Dew. All right. Well, I've got a quiz for you guys called, What's the Difference? <laughs> and... I agree. Let's just go home. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> So here's the rub for what's the difference. I'm going to give you guys pairs of things that are often mentioned in pairs or are often confused for one another or have very slight nuanced differences. And you guys tell me, what's the difference? Okay. So we'll... This is a great game show. What's the (laughs) difference? We'll try and start easy here. Okay. What's the difference between stalagmites and stalactites? Ah, that was a tough one. I think Karen. Well, one grows up and one grows down. You know which right, one's so which? you got to tell me which is which. Uh, stalagmites grow down. Nope. Nope. Oh. Remember. Here's, here's... <laughs> stalag on the ground, stalag from the ceiling. Oh, See, no. no. I... Stalagmites hold tight to the ceiling, ah. and stalagmites might grow up. <laughs> the reason I put this in is they I wanted to hear down. all of our mnemonics for there this. There we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there, there's one that I've heard is, remember the, the T in tights, like for top? Uh-huh. I've heard that one. Okay. The one that I, my favorite one, though, actually comes from a uh, Dr. Octagon song, which is, mites crawl up, tights fall down. <laughs> all right. Another one in the similar vein. You can see where I'm going here. What's the difference between a dromedary and a camel? Oh. Always have this. We always get like, yeah. this in right. trivia. One hump or two. And yes, I am going for, yeah, one hump or two. Dromedary has one hump and camels have two. That is correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. And before you write in and let us know, yes, strictly speaking, it is a dromedary camel and there is a Bactrian camel is what uh-huh. we think about when we talk about the two humps as a Bactrian camel, the one hump as a dromedary. Uh, I read a really, really simple mnemonic for this. It just is so easy. I can't believe we didn't think about this. If you rotate the first letter on the side, that's how many humps it has. Uh. So a dromedary starts with D, one hump. Bactrian camel has two humps in the B. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And they are both, yeah, members of the camel family and all that. What's the difference between flotsam and a jetsam? jetsam. Oh. <laughs> For you nautically minded people. Well, at first Flotten I knew jet. them as the eels, the evil eels from right. Little Mermaid. <laughs> I didn't know they were actually real 
things. They are both types of things that are left after a ship goes down yeah. on a shipwreck. Chris, uh, does does flotsam sit on the top of the water and jetsam sinks to the bottom? Yeah, you're you're sort of in there. You get partly oh, really? partly partly in the right way. So oh. flotsam are things that float up after a ship goes down. Uh-huh. Oh, jetsam okay. are things that are thrown overboard, uh-huh. often to keep the ship from going down, or you want to just get them overboard oh, to save them for dark. later. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flotsam and jetsam. So and you can remember flotsam floats. floats. Jetsam yes. was jettisoned. Yeah. Got it. Oh. All right. What's the difference? This is a linguistic one here. What's the difference between convince and persuade? And this one is contentious. I, I will. I will it acknowledge. Like, okay. like it came from an argument you had with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I want to prove I'm right. When you when you persuade someone, you are attempting to get them to go along with something. When you convince someone, you're proving something to to someone. Like yeah, that's a, that's essentially right. Like yeah, the, there's an air of like, proof. Like, in yeah, the you, you've, you've, yeah. you've gotten them to like believe what you, you know, like two plus two is four. By Here's showing the simplest them why. way for me to remember it: is you convince someone of a fact or uh-huh. a belief, you. Persuade someone to two. do an action. Okay, got it. Uh, and I mean, yeah, and again, you can just remember you persuade to, you convince doesn't take a two. Now, there are a lot of people who say that the meanings have started to merge, that you can, you know, persuade someone to believe something, but if you're really being strict mm-hmm. <laughs> grammarian about it, that's the difference. Okay. In Catholic belief, what is the difference between the virgin birth and the immaculate conception? There are religious people who get this one mixed up a lot. Chris. The okay. The virgin birth is that Mary gave birth to Jesus without um being impregnated in the traditional manner Correct. By a dude. Correct. The immaculate conception is that the baby was born without original sin. That we all have original sin on our heads because of something, but by being conceived uh... in a way so that Jesus, the baby Jesus, was free of original sin. You are extremely close, and okay. that's what I'll... That's well, what, well, not the, being particularly <laughs> religious, that's pretty good. The first half, absolutely, yeah. The virgin birth is referred okay. to that Jesus <laughs> was born without Mary having, having had intercourse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Immaculate Conception refers to Mary having been conceived without sin. Oh, really? So when you talk about the Immaculate Conception, you're referring to Mary... Not the baby. Not the baby, right. That she was born or conceived to St. Anne, her mother, so that later on Jesus could be brought into the world without any taint of sin sin at all. Right, right, yes. The Immaculate Reception is completely... Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. All right, we'll close it out here. Last one. What is the difference between a syringe and a hypodermic needle? Chris. The syringe is the thing that contains the liquid, and the hypodermic needle is the thing that pokes underneath your skin. Absolutely correct. Oh! That's right. Yeah, okay. you could connect the syringe is the tube. I just tube. want to say for the record, yeah. Karen knew that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could connect a syringe to a tube. You could connect a syringe to other things, and the hypodermic needle is just the little just sticky the part. Yeah, yeah, the sticky the, part. The business end. <laughs> yes. All right, good job, guys. All right, great. Cool. What's the difference? What's the Difference. All right. And that was our all quiz bonanza number eight. Uh, thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys listeners for listening in. Hope you got some of, uh, the questions right. It was a little bit tricky today, huh? Yeah. That was a good yeah. grab bag of high culture, low culture. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe they got judge. some questions right that we couldn't get right. Maybe yeah, they feel really good about themselves. Did. And you can find us on Zoom Marketplace, on iTunes, on Stitcher, and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. Don't forget to join us on Facebook and Twitter. 
and check out our sponsor at bonobos.com and we'll see you guys next week bye Thanks, bye, bye. bye. All trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? <laughs> We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.